Yeah, welcome to On The Pace this morning. Our, your regular host, Mick Guerin, will be joining me in a moment, but we're going to start today's show a little bit differently because there's been some uh, breaking and terribly sad news to come out of New Zealand this morning that one of uh, the legends of New Zealand uh, racing industry, especially the harness racing industry, Roy Purden has passed away. And Mick Guerin is on the, the line now. Mick, before we, we start On The Pace, this is extremely sad news. It is, uh, David. Yeah, good morning to you. Good morning to all our listeners. Um, Roy was was one of the great legends of, of New Zealand racing. There's sort of three or four, to put it in context for people. Obviously, in Australia, you have Bart and Tommy, and then in harness racing, you have people like A.D. Turnbull and those sort of people. Well, Roy was that in New Zealand, and I don't, I don't try to overstate that by comparing him with Bart and, and Tommy Smith but let's not forget this is a man who not only was a champion trainer who trained over 2,000 winners which is incredibly difficult to do in New Zealand. He was a guy who overcame a debilitating uh, injury in his teenage years but he's also the father of Barry Purden, Hall of Fame trainer the father of Mark Purden, possibly the greatest harness racing trainer Australasia's ever seen. He's the father-in-law of Tony Hurley, New Zealand's most successful ever harness racing driver. And his grandson, Nathan Purden, has horses in the Hunter Cup and two other major races at Melton this week, David. And he's also got grandsons who train in North America and have had US Horse of the Year type things. His legacy... Uh, is is so pronounced and so huge in racing. There is no bigger name in New Zealand racing, and I say that with total respect to people like Dave O'Sullivan, who's had the similar legacy with Lance and with Paul, um, and to people like Colin Gillings, who was a very close friend of Roy's. So it, it is an enormous name, and it's a name that spans both codes. If you were to say to people at Rose Hill or Randwick this morning, to Chris Waller and James McDonald, they are people who would talk about Mr Purden with an enormous amount of respect because it's just that big a name to New Zealanders and particularly to harness racing people right around Australasia. So, um, yep, a wonderful man. He lived in his own house, David, until Sunday. He fell ill on Sunday. It wasn't some big dramatic illness. He was just out of breath. He was 94 years old. And as Mark said to me today, Dad's body just started to conk it out. And... I think the family are relieved that Roy didn't spend his last couple of years in and out of hospital. He was a guy who was still driving his own car um, very proudly until a couple of months ago. And um, and there was never a lunch with Roy which didn't end with, come outside, I'll show you the car. He, he loved his Mercedes. So he lived a wonderful life and uh, loved his horses from the time he was a youngster right up until recent weeks. And probably the mark of the man, David, was that he would be a person who would ring you well into his 90s, when he was 92 or 93, and he would say things like, oh, I heard that Dave Stanley on the radio. Have you got his phone number? I'd like to give him a call. He was really good. Or I, I saw that young jockey you interviewed on Way On the other day. Or, or oh, I love that Emily Bosson. She was fantastic. Can you tell her I'm really proud of how she's doing on the show? There was always, always... Um, how wonderful James McDonald was doing. It was always complimentary. There was never a phone call from Roy which started with moaning. It was always, I'm so happy for these people. And one of the great joys he had in the latter years of his life was ringing people he didn't know and saying, I watched you on TV the other day. That was fantastic. Of both codes. So um, 
probably one of the great gentlemen I've met. Maybe that's something from people of a, of a past era. But even taking all of that into account, David, I have not met a New Zealand racing person, and I've been lucky enough to work in both codes for a long time now, who is spoken about with the, and it's not a word I use very often, reverence that people talk about Roy. He was a gentleman. Uh, he was somebody who, who made racing a better place. And he was a person who I never saw lose his temper. And when I spoke to Mark today, both he and Barry said, in their years and decades training alongside their father, they never saw him hit a horse or yell at a horse, which is quite remarkable. So that's the man who passed away overnight in Minimal Hospital in Auckland, and his legacy will continue in racing in New Zealand as long as there is racing in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, and very, very well said. Have you got, obviously, uh, from your time starting as a, no doubt, a young cadet and working your way through, have you got a famous, funny uh, Roy Purden story that comes to mind or or something? Because um, you've pretty much grown up with, with him being a figure in your life, haven't you? Yeah, very much so. And look, also, the same with Colin Jillings and David O'Sullivan. They're, they're, both, they're all legends of the game, so there's no competition here for who's the bigger legend. It's just the fact that... Roy happened to also be, without making fun of him, a great sire. He's left a remarkable yeah. legacy through what he's been able to achieve. Probably the thing with Roy was was his ability to sum up a situation. If you would say, well, this has happened, Roy, and I'm pissed off, and I'm, I'm angry about this. And, and then he would sort of say, oh, so what are you going to do about that? Because <laughs> everything for him was, was process-based to get to the end point. Was, there was no point yelling. There was no point carrying on. He wasn't a social media man who was going to be in there jumping up and down about MIQ or the ills of racing. His whole attitude was, well, let's, let's fix this. Let's get this done. And you learn a lot from those sort of people. I, I said to him on several occasions, what, you know, this, what do you make of this and what do you make of that? He said, well, he said, the quality people always rise to the top. I remember when James lost his licence rating once, and he said, I'm going to ring that young James McDonald. He said, because you know what? He said, he'll be fine. He said the quality people always rise to the top. He said it's the same with the horses. He said you can't hide that. He said it rises to the top. Our job's to help them get there. And uh, yeah, David, I think sometimes it's important to hear that sort of stuff because, you know, when you're our age and you're a bit younger than me, yeah, there is a lot of people who think everything's a drama and every bad ride someone pulled one up and everybody's a scoundrel and everybody gets carried away. But you learn through people like them and you see that in someone like Chris Waller now. You see that that process where you know you don't get upset when very elegant throws your head in the air in one race because there's a process and your job's to take them to where they need to be and you see that in the great horseman and that was Roy and you can take that into your own life you can think well if I learnt something today that's good and off we go so that's the legacy I hope that he's maybe helped me with and you see it in all the greats, and you and you can see it percolate through Tony Hurley and Roy Purden um, and Mark Purden and Barry Purden, and all those horses, and people like Nathan Purden. So that's what he leaves behind, and I hope he's left a percentage of that behind in me. Mick, uh, on today's on the pace, what have you got for us, mate? It's obviously a massive weekend. Um, it's going to be an emotional weekend now because that racing that that will be a huge deal right across Australasian harness racing, and on Saturday night we head to. Um, we head to Melton, obviously Menangle as well. And there's some really good racing at Menangle where Krug's going to race. We'll talk about that on winners tomorrow. But we head to Melton for a Hunter Cup, which 
It's been a great race to the Purden family where Nathan has the second favourite. And that'll be emotional scenes if, if, if Nathan could win it with Amazing Dreams. She'll be on the back of King of Swing. I spoke to Luke McCarthy today. He said, I'll be leading on King of Swing. There's no doubts about that. He's not gonna, there's no trick to this. He'll be leading on King of Swing. If they attack, so be it. And can Amazing Dream beat him up the passing lane? Um, then we also head to Menangle. Tonight, though, um, David, we head to Penrith, which is a usual Thursday night meeting. And usually Thursday night at Penrith ha- has a functional sort of legacy, a functional pl- role to play in the harness racing industry. One of the best horses in New South Wales turns up there tonight. A horse called Madrid. We spoke to Jared Elchin about her uh, on our extended on the pace on Monday. And he said Madrid's going there because she needs the racing. They think she'll scoot off the gate. She's very, very quick off the gate. She'll be leading race two, number two, and she'll add some class to the meeting. She'll be winning there, so um, that's early doors. It's at 6.52. That'll give uh, people a good horse to watch and and maybe something to add to some of their multis for the day, David. But, yeah, all eyes will be on the big dual doubleheader Saturday night. Menangle with Krug. Likely to qualify for the Chariots of Fire. That's only two weeks away. But of course, some heavy New South Wales representation in the major races coming out of Melton. So lots to look forward to, David. And as I said, it'll be an emotional time for lots of people in harness racing. Um, Roy would love everybody to get on with the game. They will get on with the game. And we'll try and look at it more winners-based, David, tomorrow on the show with you and Luke and we'll try and see if we can we can sneer so winners last week I gave you a multi David we got four out of five and the other one ran second and I did think of you on Saturday night my friend <laughs> it was uh, oh, to be honest I uh, we were doing the Calcutta at the Sapphire Coast and I went back through the results and you know what I nearly did I nearly took um, what do they call it a, a Yankee um, one of those yeah, Yankee bets we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nearly, I nearly did. Well, the did, worst one was right. the one we tipped on Friday night paid $5 yes. on the second line, and I actually ended up not making any money out of it because I followed you in on the multi. So there you oh, go, David. Yeah. And, and what's worse, the one that got beat got beat by its own stable, mate. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Mate, um, fantastic words today, and uh, looking forward to chatting you tomorrow. Thanks for coming look, on. Look forward to it, brother.